find the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home and laugh behind the baller. Yo, yo, what up, y'all? You are listening to the world-famous Behind the Baller podcast, a.k.a. BTB. We are coming to you live and direct from Hollywood, California. This show is brought to you by none other than the almighty, the world-famous, the eight-time podcast producers of the year, the Dust Brothers, Miles Davis, Jordan Winter, with original music from Lakey-inspired theme songs by Illegal Cartel, and I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble, a.k.a. the Korean John Cusack, a.k.a. the Wash Lord, a.k.a. the Forrest Gump of hip-hop, a.k.a. Crazy Motherfucking Bear. What is good, y'all? It is Monday, my least favorite day of the week. It is uh, very early in the morning, and uh, I just wanted to say, man, let, let's, you know what, fuck it, let's just get into it. I had a real uneventful weekend I feel like while the world was rotating, I was just standing still. It was a very, very weird weekend. I, I don't know what to say. I mean, I planned a lot of things and didn't get none of that shit done. It was a weird thing. I didn't get the sleep I wanted. I um, had a lot of disappointing things happen in the sports world. I uh, went to a birthday party. Obviously, I played golf, of course, but I had, I had an epiphany in my golf game. We get into that. But where the fuck do we even begin? Just trying to think, right? I always spit like a life lesson in certain things that are going on, but like, you know, as we reach way more super followers than I ever thought I'd reach, I got to discuss something. And, and I want to focus on this because I know it's, it's one person, but this happens a lot. And um, I'm pretty sure he's listening and, and um, I want people to understand something. I talked about it on my super follower um, tweets. And you know, the tweets are on there. I'm probably more active there than anywhere else. And I love Twitter still, even though it's a shit show and, and Elon Musk is fucking it up big time. There's no, that's what I don't like, man. You could be a fucking super fucking fanboy of somebody. And if you can't figure out that something is wrong when it's wrong, then you got some fucked up issues. Straight up. You know, when you love the Seahawks, you love the Lakers, you love the Dodgers, whatever the fuck, if you can't call off the management or see the shit that's not going right, that ain't, you ain't being a fan if you don't see, oh, no, you're talking about the receiver's great. And the motherfucker ain't caught a pass all year. Like, come on, man, you can't be delusional. You gotta call shit out as you see it. And Twitter's fucked up and Twitter blue is gone. It's a disaster. This guy's, I think maybe he's just bitter because he couldn't get out of the $44 billion deal. And just all this shit, you know, it's just... It could have been left the fuck alone. It, it was rolling fine. There's other things that could have happened, but the verification shit is so fucking stupid and won't even get into that. We already talked about it, but it, there's more fuckery going on. He's banning accounts and shit and whatever. And um, anyways, the super follower feature is interesting. It's, it's something that I went in just freestyle. I had no plans, no um, expectations. I had no vision really of what it might be i just said hey you know what let me just start it up and see and as it came along you know it was like 30 people 50 people 100 people then 200 then 300 now you know we're, we're up to like 600 people which 
even still, if you multiply that times $3 and then you think about whatever they take, and not that sound ungrateful, I'm just saying for what I do for the super followers, it's like, it's not even like, now again, if I had 10,000 super followers, shit, it could be something, you know, it could pay a mortgage, whatever, boom. And, you know, but would I put less effort in? No, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot to, you know, I try to interact with everybody, have these conversations. And I think what it is, is I have this happen a lot. I've never given this much access to people to message, do certain things, whatever. Um, I have notifications turned off on Twitter and you can set them to a certain thing, but because I follow so many people now, it's kind of, it gets a little crazy, you know? So like my guy was able to set it up to where actual verified accounts, not the ones who bought them. And I'm not saying anything while you buying them. A lot of my friends have bought the verified thing from blue, but you know, it's just difficult because no one DM'd me on Twitter. Only super followers, you know what I'm saying? Once in a while, they they have a question about something here and there. And the thing is this, I know it's difficult, especially if you respect me for whatever reason, you know, I'm, I like to say I'm a regular guy. Um, obviously, when I go out in public, when I go out in private, it's not the people that I don't expect, you know, being some random place in the Bay Area, whether I be in Oklahoma somewhere, and people recognize me. That doesn't really surprise me so much anymore. It's still, you know, like, damn, it's crazy, you know, I just... I've just accepted it. It's when you run into somebody who's actually famous and popular and um, whether it be someone like LeBron or somebody, you're gonna be like, what the fuck? Like, really, bro? Like, you really like know who the fuck I am or pay attention? Like, you know, the Boston Celtics posted a caption that they had ASAP Ferg there at the game and their caption on their actual Celtics page was, Ferg is a name, Ben Ball did the chain. It's just like, they know who that is. And just, it's just crazy. Anyways, going on. I get guys who very supportive and I appreciate it, but I don't know how to say this, but there's usually something going on in their lives. And I need people to be very clear about this. I'm not a therapist. And not only I'm not a therapist, you know, I give advice of things about happening in my life, experiences that I go through. I'm not qualified to handle anybody's mental issues. You know, like, you know, if you have a really similar story to where, you know, your dad was, you're Korean, you come from a Korean family, you know, um, whatever generation, your first, second generation, whatever the fuck it is, after that, I don't relate to it. But, you know, I relate to it as much as I, you know, I've been around, I'm a worldly person. But there's very few people that I think that I share a very similar story with, right? One of them is like, which is just so random is um Anthony Kim, arguably the greatest Korean golfer in the history of the game. And we've had countless hours of conversation, right? And we have such a similar background, such a similar upbringing, and so many different things, except for the fact that he's literally still better than fucking half the guys on the PGA Tour. And, and if you really went on it, it's so much deeper than, than what people think with insurance and all that shit, but just, dude, is a, he's an animal. He's crazy, but... That brought us closer together. Now, people, I have no idea what they're going through and everything else. And, and I'm sure everyone has something they go through, whether it be bills or a girl or not having enough friends or, you know, not getting laid or not making enough money, whatever it is. I can relate to it to a certain extent of it, you know, a certain amount of it. And, you know, and there's certain things, but it's not for me 
to open up the line of communication so that we could be best friends. I want that you guys to understand that, right? There's a cool acquaintance bond there. You know, I hang out, boom, and occasionally have a beer, talk some shit here and there. And, and if it flows organically, then it goes, right? I just think that some of the people, you know, they understand that some people don't. Uh, for instance, this dude, Marquise, who's from the Bay Area. Cool brother, man. And, um, you know, we can talk about some shit and it just, it all makes sense. And then there's people that, you know, I can have a conversation with on live, whatever. And it just doesn't really, you know what I'm saying? They're not blowing my phone up or nothing. And, you know, I had a super follower who has always been super excited. And I feel like, look, man, he, he has a connection somehow. Maybe because, you know, I'm Asian and, and maybe, uh, you know, I've done a lot in my life. You know, it looks like, you know, someone that you could look up to, right? They're accomplished. They talk shit, whatever. And, you know, I've went through depression. I've been through everything, right? But it's at the same time, it's like, because of my kids, you have to pick yourself up, right? You, you got to dust yourself off. And we're going to get into a little deeper part of that in a second. Not necessarily with, with picking yourself and dusting yourself off, but there's correlation to that. But, you know, I have this super follower who likes to blurt out random shit. And I think because he thinks the way I talk to some people, and it's not that I can talk, you can talk softly to somebody. There's a guy named Patrick who's very loyal, listens to the podcast. He's got two or three kids, big time Dodger fan. He's in the hobby, always so positive and great and everything. And I try to engage with him when I can. He just seems like the nicest fucking guy in the world. And my assistants met up with him before and whatever. Then you get dudes who, you know, they say certain things, they crack jokes, whatever, and it's cool. But I think that um, it's not being necessarily a habitual line stepper, but, you know, but a crosser, but it's not even that you understand that there is a line. And that's the problem, right? And this this goes with anything. This goes with even like my in-laws, whatever. They, they know that, you know, I have a fucking busy life and I work here and there, whatever. And there's certain things they do. Then they just leave me be, you know, and that's my family. Not saying that they can ask me something. If they want to talk about something, they have. But to come up with something for no reason, you know, or something like to force a conversation just because you want to. And again, everyone's free to do what the fuck they want, right? I'm just saying like, you don't need to do that. You know, if there's a reason for us to chat or chit chat about something and there's a reply or something, then shit, you know, we're, I'm going to hit you back if I can but I had a dude just spewing comments and just saying ridiculous shit. I'm just like, yo, bro, are, like, are you fucking okay? Like, and the only reason why is because I actually have real family members, real friends of my wife, real people who I see on a regular basis and around my kids that jump on these lives. They, they see people that are on their boom. But then I don't care if I see it. I, I don't really get offended by certain things. What it is, is I don't want anybody saying anything even slightly out of pocket about someone in my family so that their friends can see it. Even though it's, it's beyond my control, it's just I can also still control who would even say some fucking stupid out of pocket shit. It could be as simple as, oh man, you know, I saw your niece and she, I know she's not 21, but she was drinking. Like, bro, why the fuck would you say some stupid shit like that? And this is hypothetical. I'm not saying that my niece drinks. I'm not saying that at all. Or is, is Zoe, is she 21? 2022. 20, no, no, they're not 21. They're 20. So anyways, going on. 
without warning, I just got to block people sometimes, right? And I try my hardest not to these days, especially if someone is like, you know, been very supportive of certain things. And this is where this may sound harsh. I don't give a fuck what you're going through. I don't expect you to give a fuck what the fuck I'm going through because I don't share everything that's going on in my life here. Because if I told you, and if you even remotely cared a little bit, just about just the world, and I assume you listen to the show so you care to a certain extent, and I have a very loyal following. There's a big amount of people who listen to the show, a lot bigger than I thought it was. The last month, it's not that it was annoying. It's when you've been lied on, cheated on, the system went against you and it's a system that's supposed to afford you a certain right, right? It's your constitutional right to be treated fairly, evenly, without bias and certain shit. Even a murderer deserves a fair trial, right? Do you understand where I'm going with this? And like, just the type of shit that I've had to jump into it's like Superman, right? Batman. He's Bruce Wayne. Things like, fuck, let me go get in the Batcave. Let me go in the Batmobile. Let me go fucking, you know, jump into this fire. Let me save these people from this fucking, you know, this mafia boss. Then you got to go back. Oh, shit, I got a polo game to go to. You know, jumps in his Lamborghini, puts his tuxedo on, boom. Now imagine if Batman was also LeBron James, was also Christian Bale, like an actor, and then was also fucking Gavin Newsom was a politician. It's like the amount of hats that I wear is crazy. Like jumping in from one thing, being a dad, being a husband. And in a way, man, I almost sometimes wonder if my wife, my, my wife knows me and she lets me do my thing. And I know when I'm out in different cities, she knows me better enough to, to know that I'm not out there doing silly shit. And I think that there was times where it was, you know, I definitely could, because you think about it. I mean, do you see how many girls I know that are like world-class models, famous actresses, whatever, comment on my page, I know them, There's certain people from all over the place, from Korea to, you know, to Estonia, to New York, Florida, whatever. Usually if I'm that cool, my wife has met these people, they've come to my kids' birthday parties and stuff, and she doesn't trip. But there was a point in time where she might have been a little insecure about stuff. My wife is bad. She, she looks the best she's ever looked in her life. And it's not about that. I'm just saying like, we have a very special relationship and she has to trust the process, has to trust what I do. So what I'm getting at is some days I'm Bruce Wayne, some days I'm fucking DJ Augustine, and then some days I'm fucking Tony Finau and I'm just like a different world. And she's just like, yo, this is crazy. So when I'm out with her sometimes, she's literally genuinely confused about where things changed. And there's so many different things, whether it be a car event, whether it be a restaurant, we're now at the golf world, and then there's this, and then there's that, and then there's fucking some other stuff. And she doesn't follow any of that stuff. She doesn't really follow hip hop shit. She's followed more pop culture lately than, than usual. She's kind of stuck into her house vibes and stuff. You know, even though my wife is um, was a model, she never really hung out with um, Asian people in the import scene, which I think people misunderstood because she's on the cover of two import magazine covers but she never kicked with them. You know, her friends are in a totally different circle. And what I'm getting at is my life is all over the place. I don't want no empathy from anybody. 
But what I do want is the line, right? There's a line, right? Fuck you, you're a cunt, your mom's a bitch, whatever, boom. That's, you know, clearly evident of stepping the line. You know, there's little shit, oh man, fuck you, Ben, blah, blah, whatever. I'm, that, that's, I don't care what you say about me. Oh, you're old, bald head, blah, blah, but I don't care about any of that. I really don't ever miss my hair. I don't care. If anything, I wish I could fucking not cut my hair ever again. It's a bitch to shave it every two days, right? I don't care about that type of shit. What I care about is respecting how my kids see things out there. Both my kids are on social media to a certain extent. My youngest daughter is only checking out TikTok and stuff and you know, there's filters here and there, but I don't want her to read something and understand like, you know, they, they don't know what my life's about yet. They hear chit chat at school with other kids. You know, there's what, all the way up to high school, eighth grade, whatever. And people will be like, oh, it's London. And London's really shy, doesn't have a ton of friends. He has like a small little group. London, totally opposite, most popular kid in his class. He's friends with everyone. And you know, people talk, kids talk, they talk, I already hear them talking all the time. And I try to really bring them up as normal as I can. You know, thank God they're not into fucking wearing Supreme or Bape and all that stuff. I mean, we did that when they were young, really, really young, but they just, they're really comfortable in just being in chill ass, regular clothes. When I say regular, I'm talking regular. There'll be some North Face jackets here and there. There'll be some Nikes and maybe a pair of J's, you know, they had some Yeezys and things like that, but they're not wearing any real big name brand shit. They don't care unless it's gifted here and there. I just, that's not how they, they grew up. So I don't want their friends. And now that the kids are in school and I'm cool with a lot of the kids' parents. A lot of the kids' parents have high school kids in the class. You know, London goes to a golf academy. There's kids there. People recognize me. Even the fucking coaches there, they're like, you know, they're like, I don't know if they're bitter. They're like, yo man, and these guys are great dudes. You know, and they're actually really good golfers. You know, hard it must be to teach golf and to be able to hit a perfect shot to it's just show them. And then be like, yo, this guy's sponsored by Taylor Maine. This guy's like playing in professional PGA tournaments and all this shit. Like, how the fuck is this? I don't let anybody know really like that. I don't say, oh, by the way, I did this. No. Either you know because there's certain parts that I let out, but I don't tell like the personal stories that are going on beyond that. And what I'm getting at is all this world of all these different people. They think my life is so crazy. And it is. But at the same time, I don't let it get crazy in my head. And that's the only way I can maintain to not, you know, not go insane and, and spin out of control. So when you get people out there putting out a certain amount of energy, and if it's like two, three people out of 1.9 million fucking, I'm sorry, 2.3, 2.4 million followers, that's 0.000001%. Yeah, that, that you're rare. You know what I'm saying? Like, stop being goofy. Fall the fuck back. But I just had to say, like, you know, like, that, that's an important thing. Next thing I want to talk about is, you know, you see Dave Chappelle, he did SNL, did fucking killed it, destroyed it. There's nothing more else to say. He just did, he just killed it. And you got the Anti-Defamation League starting to complain about, oh, you know, Dave Chappelle is not really a big person on morals, but we're disappointed in NBC. Man, shut the fuck up, man. The world, it listen, 
Motherfuckers talk about everybody. I can't sit and complain about everyone or even focus on one. Like you get it how you motherfucking live, bro. It's just living in a 50-50 world means sometimes you're going to get fucking 30, they get 70. And then on the flip side, you're going to get 85, they get 15. You get 60, they get 40. You get 40, they get 60. It just, that's the way the world works. And you have to really gauge that. And this goes for people who come at Koreans. You know, unless it's like blatant, straight attacks. And no Jewish people are very sensitive about shit. Trust me, I get it. There's bigger shit sometimes though. To dismiss the Holocaust, I ain't saying don't fight that. I'm talking about Chappelle. It's weird shit. But you think about that and you start going to SNL classic characters on there. Eddie Murphy, John Belushi, who name it. And I saw Bill Murray's name came up. And there was slander about him. And you know, there's a certain level of professionalism that you'd have as a thespian. Because of the way people put people on a pedestal, they were able to hide their privacy. Respect, you respect their privacy. They wanted a certain amount. That's how they wanted their life. You want to be mad at somebody because they don't want to fucking be, they don't want to share their info and they don't want to, it's like that movie Notting Hill. You ever seen that movie Notting Hill with Hugh Grant and Julia Roberts? And Julia starts dating this fucking bookstore owner and Hugh Grant's like this little nerd and finally he comes in and out of her life. He's in love with this girl. He can't believe she's the biggest celebrity in the world and he decides to go on set with her and there's a scene where Julie Roberts is with the co-actor and the co-actor is being a little nosy, you know, sitting there, oh, I saw you with some lad. You know, is anybody thinks? She goes, oh, I don't even know why he's here, you know, blah, blah, whatever. And she made a lie. Hugh Grant heard that, got his feelings hurt, and was like, I can't do this. You know, I just, it's, you know, my feelings aren't, aren't strong like that. I'm, I'm, I love hard and boom, whatever. And she had to tell him, you think I'd fucking share my personal life with the total stranger? And that's how Hollywood really is. That's how the industry is, that's how shit is. And Bill Murray, if you try to talk to Al Pacino, Robert De Niro here and there, you can't sit there and start up a fucking conversation. I've seen John Mayer, you know, shine off people. Oh, who the fuck you think you are? You're better than the fans. No, no, dog. Know where the line is. Understand where the motherfucking line is. Don't be mad because John fucking Mayer didn't want to fucking take a picture after you took 17 of him while he's eating his fucking ramen. And it's like, I get it. I've seen Tyler Lash. I don't, I've seen ASAP Rocky do it, whatever. And, I never ask my homies like certain things. I know when there's time to, oh, fuck this. We make a funny video here, boom. But I saw that there was all the slander on Bill Murray and you have to understand what the times were back then. And the thing that's funny is Seth Green is like not that much younger than me. He's like maybe mid 40s, I don't know, early 40s at latest. And he's talking about him being nine years old and he was really nervous to be on SNL and he was sitting in Bill Murray's seat and Bill goes, you're gonna get out of my seat. And he goes, Really? You're going to tell a nine-year-old kid to get out of your seat? Like, look, dog, I'm a father. I'm a little more compassionate about things with kids, but I don't know what Bill Murray's dad life is or whatever. But one thing that motherfucker didn't, you know, he was like, yo, dude, I'm the star of this show. Like, get the fuck out of my chair. Like, why are you in his chair? And there we go with the shit where you start and shit. Kid, beautiful girl, whatever the fuck it may be. If you in someone's space, right then and there, you violate it. You don't know at nine years old. I get it. Guess what? Your mom should know better then. And he talked about how Bill Murray picked him up, literally threw him in a trash can. He was traumatized, blah, blah, whatever. He wants to tell the story 30 years later. And my thing is the people that want to come out with their stories later and come out on people and whatever, talk about it in fucking big news outlets. 
And again, I know the girls come out and said that Bill Cosby raped her, Hugh Hefner, who else? Bunch of other people. Your feelings are hurt. Be like, oh man, fuck Ben. He didn't say hi to me at the Downey Mall. I heard some some dudes say that. I was like, bro, I don't even know the last time I was at the Downey Mall. We're talking 15 plus years. And I highly doubt I was, you know, known like that then. You know, my dad whooped my ass. I talked about it for the first time here. I didn't tell anybody on a podcast somewhere else. And I know people hear it here, but it wasn't for anybody to have sympathy for something. I wasn't complaining about it. I'm just letting you guys know a little bit more about myself, right? And, you know, Never once has Des Bryant brought up the catch that wasn't a catch. To me, it wasn't, sorry, right? To all the Cowboys fans, it was. For a long time, I think about that tuck rule against Woodson and Brady, right? And that shit fucked me up because, you know, that changed the entire fucking game. And this whole conversation here is just talking about getting over shit and closure. And I'm going to continue on closure in a second because I, I don't want to get too deep into this, but I really want all you guys listening here to understand I've never asked you guys to respect my privacy. I've always taken it for granted as it's a common sense thing. And I know people don't have that much common sense these days and I've said it, especially the younger people, the ones that are under 30, that one, the generation of 15 or 30, I put that 15 years together. They don't. How you conduct yourself in life, whether you are depressed, because again, you know, you are where you are, you're not, you're not happy where you are in life, do something about it. The fuck is you sitting there for? Why the fuck are you on Twitter? If you're trying to get inspiration on Twitter or trying to find some art or something on Instagram, okay, cool. Go outside. Take a walk. Take a drive, park somewhere, find some free parking for two hours. Take a walk. Go walk and just look at people. Is that weird? Do it inconspicuously so no one notices you. Get some fucking vitamin D and get outside. It's important. Me personally, I get out enough. It's a luxury to stay home. My stay-at-home game is strong. I did that this whole weekend. What I'm saying is, that ain't my problem. Everyone has their own problems. What Karens do, like, oh, it's not my problem. You know, it's shit. You know, who cares? You don't think about the earth. No, 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 no. no. Look, man, if everyone took care of their own responsibility, you could be empathetic and not necessarily have to vocally say something about someone else. Staying quiet. People say sometimes, sometimes motherfuckers pass through shit because they're not looking at it. At a certain point, you have no choice to. And then look what happens when you force everyone to look at one way. All hell breaks loose. It's clearly evident and I can read when someone's going through something. Do I want to ask what's up? Hey man, if they're not some close personal friend with them, I don't have that kind of time and effort, right? I keep it pushing. Do I not care? I care to a certain extent. That silence was there for a reason. I'm just thinking like, you know, I, I really think of the last two people I've allowed in my life to care about to the point where I'm like, all right, I got to go ride in the car and go kill some of them. I, I got to go, you know what I'm saying? We got to go knock some fools out. That's probably Miles and Jordan. And that was fucking three and a half, four years ago now, right? I ride or die for these dudes now. That's a different story with them. 
there's very few people that have come in my life in the last five years. They're like the last two. When I play golf with my cousin, he tells me all the time, hey man, this guy wants to invite us to, uh, to Madison Club. By the way, Madison Club is probably the most exclusive fucking club in probably all of California. Riviera and fucking Wilshire and LA Country Club is like one fifteenth the level of what, how hard it is to, to play at Madison, right? And just like people hit me up, hey, you wanna go to Riviera? I wanna go here. I say no, even though these places are dope places I wanna play at on a regular basis. I say no because I don't wanna fucking have a conversation with this guy. I don't wanna owe these people anything. I appreciate the support that these listeners, you listeners, super followers, I appreciate it all. What I give back, you can't get from somebody else. Not for fucking $3. Not for free on this podcast. It's free. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to get into closure in a little bit. Look, I got to mention, tomorrow at 4 p.m., my Master Dynamic high-definition stereo luxury headsets. My Master Dynamic Ben Baller gaming luxury headset drops at 4 p.m. Pacific time on the network app. We're going to go into some commercials real quick. And I got another heavy whole topic about closure that I want to get into and a bunch of other shit that happened the weekend. But yeah, man, just respect my kids and my wife and think about anyone tied to them. Y'all can say what you want about me, whatever. I just don't want any of that shit to come out that way to where they see something about my wife, kids that are in school now. And that's why there's certain things that are out there, the way the captions are written, certain shit, talk shit on stories, they go after 24 hours. And I know exactly what I'm doing and what you know where I'm going with it. Super follower tweets, you know, regular tweets. My agent deletes a lot of shit from my page, especially on Twitter. They go up, they go down. But just respect them. All right, y'all. Be right back. And fucking the Lakey Lake music got me off. All right, hope we got some commercials. We'll be right back with the show. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Start selling with Shopify and join the platform, simplifying commerce for millions of your favorite businesses worldwide. It's how every minute new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify, and you will too. It's never been easier to start and grow a business thanks to Shopify. Tell the story about the dream behind your own successful business and how you can't believe how much you're crushing it thanks to Shopify. When you're ready to launch your thing into the spotlight, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform backing millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Go on, try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash baller, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash baller to start selling today. Shopify.com slash baller, all lowercase. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around 80 a month on subscriptions when they actually spend a closer total of 200 plus dollars a month. That's right. You could be wasting hundreds of dollars each month on subscriptions you don't even know about. There's this app I love using that takes care of that for me. It's called Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill. I've talked about it on the show before. 
Rocket Money can find subscriptions you didn't even know you were paying for. You may even find out that you've been double charged for a subscription. To cancel a subscription, all you have to do is press cancel and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Cancel unnecessary subscriptions with Rocket Money today. Go to rocketmoney.com slash baller. Seriously, it could save you hundreds of dollars per year. That's rocketmoney.com slash baller. What's up, guys? Fabric by Gerber Life was designed by parents for parents to help you get a high-quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in less than 10 minutes. Fabric's new lower prices mean significant savings over other providers with great quality policies like a million dollars in coverage for less than a dollar a day. Now, life insurance can have a bad rep for being complicated, but Fabric makes it easy to apply with its seamless digital experience. It's all online and all on your time. Fabric has partnered with Gerber Life, trusted by millions of families like yours for over 50 years. With over 1,600 five-star reviews on Trustpilot.com, you could feel confident that you're getting a high-quality policy that is perfect for your family. Fabric has a 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can cancel at any time. Fabric was specifically designed to give parents like you affordable term life insurance plus wills, access to college savings funds, and more tools to help protect your family's financial future, all in an easy online experience. That's meetfabric.com slash baller. M-E-E-T-F-A-B-R-I-C dot com slash baller. Protect your family today with Fabric by Gerber Life. Apply in just 10 minutes at meetfabric.com slash baller. Policies issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company, not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. So, um, disclosure thing. I just want to finish this off because it was too much to get into there and and it would have fucked up the outro of the show. Um, my wife has a big thing with closure. A lot of people do, and I know it's rare. I just think that a lot of successful people, they put shit in, whether you want to call it, sweep it under the rug, whatever, they hold it in, they, they let it out somehow to someone. It's therapy, it's why a lot of therapists exist, and therapy's a big part of Hollywood and a big part of being a public figure, whatever it is. But my wife even, she can't let shit go. It's not on a petty level, these are big things, you know? Cheating, lying, stealing, things like that, right? And I get it. And it's happened to me so much. I just, you turn into a fucking stone. It's a bad thing, right? I think I went to so many funerals. I just, death is such a, you know, just, I know this is morbid, but like, it's hard for me to even take certain things in. I've had so much death in my life. I just feel like, wow, man, this is fucking crazy. I just, I reflect on the good and and it hits me. And then it's not that I'm not immune. I just think that, the way that my brain processes bad information, it just like, it deflects off to a certain extent and it hits me during times, you know? I think about my existence, I think about my mortality and stuff and it's a weird situation. And the weird, the, where it hits me the hardest is, man, I would fucking love to see London Ryder and Kai. I lo- love to see Kai become 40, right? That's 35 years from now. That means I'd have to be 85 years old, which is possible. 
I don't know what kind of mental capacity to have at 85 because I did a lot of crazy shit in my life. But back to closure. This is how I deal with it. You just move on. How? You just move on. Stuck in your head. Oh shit, there's a bullet in your head, whatever the fuck it is. You just move the fuck on. I've been shot before. I think I've discussed that on the show, right? I got shot in the back. Somehow, some way, you get stuck. And if you don't figure out a way to get out of it, whether it be temporary shit, whether you bite on a lemon, whether fuck you have to scream la 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 50 times, I'm sorry. But if you don't get out of a situation, and some people say, oh man, you know, that's just the Band-Aid way. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But I know when you stick yourself at something and you, you know, I've done it. I get mad at someone, whatever. I'm like, man, I can't fuck with this person here. It's not that I'm so mad because eventually if I let it go and forget what the fuck it was about, regardless at the end of the day, that person still did wrong. And it eventually it, it'll squash itself. But you're only going to hurt yourself if you can't get closure and it's driving you crazy. I'm not a therapist. I'm just telling you what goes on with me. Life is crazy. Life is too short and there's too many obstacles. So let me reiterate that real quick. Life is too short to not overcome the obstacles and you staying in one place focused on one thing for too long. I'm not saying you can't mourn or you can't be mad about something. I'm saying if you can't get on with your life, you are going to hurt yourself. Even the traumatic situations. If I only focused on my dad's ass whoopings, I'd be broken sad somewhere right now, working, you know, who knows, a regular job working for somebody else. And I'm not dissing working for somebody else. I'm saying I have made it to where I'm my own boss. You got to decide what you want in life. Money is not everything, okay? It's like the line of Wolf of Wall Street, right? Jordan Belfort, he says, I've been a rich man and I've been a poor man. And I'll choose being rich a hundred times out of a hundred. And yes, I agree to a certain extent, you know, but love definitely means more to me. But struggling? Nah, I can't do it, man. I just can't. And I'm sorry to just kind of like, you know, put that out there, but it's just something I get, you know, I just want you guys to listen to this shit. This is just off the top of the dome, just looking at notes, like closure, boom. Okay, Jordan Belfort, rich man, poor man. I'm just telling you guys what I'm looking at and that's what I'm going off of. And I just wanted to speak about that because a lot of times when people are stuck, they're upset, they don't like themselves, they don't like where they are. Do something about it. I don't know how. Go outside, do figure something out. The thing is people get stuck. People get too comfortable being around friends and shit. I was focused on goals. And I had a plan B. Sometimes a plan B is not very good, right? Because you want to focus on that one thing. Look, I'm going to be a rapper. Fuck this. I'm going to be an actor. And if it doesn't work out, you know, fuck it. I could, I could wait tables and figure, you know, look, I get that passion. But I just plan things better. That's all. Like how I'm going through my golf training right now. And by the way, played the best round of golf I've ever played in my entire life. And people are like, dude, you've been golfing for a year. I'm like, that's true. But I've golfed more in this last year than PGA players have in like three years. So imagine the average guy who golfs and plays once a month, you know, an attorney, whatever, gets to go to the range and whatever, all that, maybe I'm still playing two to three times more 
So two, three years, what they're doing, what I did in a year. Now, as far as growth, it's even five, six, seven years. But for the first time, I finally feel like an actual golfer. I can say I'm a legitimate golfer, right? Me and my cousin had it out. There's a couple things, you know, like we would mulligan the first tee shot, whether that be hole 10 or hole one. After that, you don't get nothing else. You know, it's just that first, first break of ice. Something that we kind of did here and there, me and him. I didn't do it with, when I'm playing with the pros and stuff. They don't let you do that shit. Hit the ball fucking like 90 yards to the right on another fairway. I was like, nah, I'm playing. I'm cool. I hit three or four shots from hazards from the fucking actual cement, rock, dirt, and fucking did really good. Now, my score, again, did not reflect on how well I played, but it didn't matter. The ball striking, the course management, being like 290 yards away from the hole. And I'm like, fuck it, I'll hit my hybrid. I might hit the three wood off the deck, get it 225, whatever. Now I got a 65, 70 yard shot. I don't like that shot. I want a full fucking swing. So I'm like, fuck this. I'm gonna take the seven iron out, hit it 170 fucking yards. And now I got a hundred yard full shot with, the, with my fucking sand wedge, right? Or my gap wedge. Either way, I have a full shot now. It's different. And obviously it's called laying up and I've always heard it, but I'm like, nah, fuck that. You know, maybe I'll miss a shot. Maybe I'll hit it thin and do whatever. Nah, it's different. I literally, literally have been thinking about the way I did shit. And, and it was the first time playing Angeles where all four par fours, it's a 127-yard one, there's a 177-yard one, there's a 200-yard one, and then like a 150-yard, four par fours, par three, sorry. I made it on the green and I did GIR in every single one. That means you get on the green on your first shot. I birdied one of them, the other ones, I parred everything else. I had a 200-yard fucking par three and I hit the, my fucking hybrid and I've never hit a stinger shot in my life and by accident, my miss was a stinger. It went 150 yards, it was about three, four feet in the air, super low stinger. It hooked, went to the right, landed at 150 yards and it fucking rolled 49 yards and I ended up being fucking six feet from the pin. And I two put it in, made a part. It was fucking insane in front of my cousin. And we didn't have no mulligans, no weird shots. Like that. Not that we do that type of shit, but it was like, we were more like no free drops, no certain things. It was just a really, really straight up PGA tournament style play. And I shot at 89 and I wasn't happy about the score, but I played so well. I was like, fuck this. It was different. Speaking of golf, something I've been wanting to talk about for a while. And I keep saying, oh, fuck, I'll let it out later. You know what? Fuck that. I'm shooting a new TV show podcast. Yes, full video. Be available, obviously, on audio. But me, J.R. Smith, and Stephen Maubon are doing a new TV show. I'm not going to tell you what the name of the show is. But it's going to be fucking lit. And just the people that we have behind it and my agent who represents Justin Thomas, Colin Morikawa, Tiger Woods, and a ton of other fucking big golfers. Taylor made it be behind us. Michael Jordan will be behind us. And it's like, J.R. Smith, think about this dude came out of high school, straight to the pros, picked up golf just recently, right? Decided to go back to college and just change his life and like, look at Maubon. Had a magazine. Now he owns like three or four companies and Maubon is a fucking $200 million golf brand. All three of us are fathers. You know, me and Maubon, Maubon's what, 45, 40, 44, somewhere around there. You know, JR's still pretty young. He's 36 or 37, I think. 
And it's like, we got three totally different perspectives and a totally different outlook on golf. And we're doing a golf show and it's going to be fucking lit. Reviews, country club reviews, club reviews, brand reviews, things that we're going to do, covering shit. It's going to be fucking lit. It's going to be fucking amazing. And I cannot wait to share with you guys. I'm just saying it here for the first time ever because I'm giving you guys the ultimate early just tease on this. But one last thing. I made a comparison to life and how I approach life as a game of golf. Always remember, you got to go out there and have fun. Never forget to have fun. Whatever it is, whether it's work, hobby, something. Life, recreation. How the fuck is it recreation if you ain't having fun? And if golf wasn't as fun as it was challenging, because it's the most challenging game in the world, I would have stopped today. Fuck it. That's it. That's all I'm saying, man. It's been a crazy weekend, man. Um, a daylight saving shit just really fucked me up. And I don't know if that shit fucked up the Seahawks, man, because fuck, they've been out there, out there for three or four days, but that Seahawks game was just fucking tough, man. Hated that it was Brady. We could have won the game, no problem. You know, we don't show up until the fucking end of the third quarter. Got Geno throwing for a hundred and something plus yards in the fucking fourth quarter alone. It was just weird. Then him fumbling, just not like him. That changed everything right there, obviously. And be like, oh, it happens all the time. Look, crazy day in football yesterday. But that was just a tough loss. We're still number one in the NFC West. If the Niners somehow pull out the win against the fucking Cardinals, there'll be a tie for the first place, which I'm not tripping because we come back and play the Raiders. But, and by the way, I'll be in, in uh, I'll be in Seattle for that Raiders game. So any Seahawks fans or any fucking Seattle people or maybe you're a Raider fan flying out to Seattle, I'll be there. Holla at your boy. Uh, I'll be in Vegas. And um, we got a lot of shit happening, man. This is crazy. But yeah, that fucking Vikings-Bills game was in fucking sane. It definitely, a, it was such a great game to watch, man. That Chargers-Niners game sucked. It didn't just suck on because the fucking Niners won. It sucked because they both sides played like shit. Just whatever. That shit was just underwhelming like fucking hell. Now, another depressing thing. The fucking Lakers. We suck. Yeah, we fucking beat the Nets last night. Who gives a fuck? We just fucking suck. I can't even believe this team right now. This is the worst Lakers squad that I've seen in my lifetime. This is the worst and most depressing, disappointing Lakers squad that I've seen in my life. I haven't watched Lakers games since fucking 1978. That says a lot. It's fucking sad. Me, all the negativity out right now. Israel Adesanya. I bet 10000 on him. It's not a big money, but our money was just, you know, I have money that's sitting in the MyBookie account that I just don't cash out on. Um, I have never cashed out on my MyBookie account in three years. And I was like, fuck it. Why not? Went in there confident. I don't know who the fuck had people. Oh man, he was scared. I'll tell you right now, the motherfucker was not scared. I don't think he had a second of fear in his heart. What pissed me off was just the token rule and fighting period. Keep your guard up. You know what I'm saying? Put your hands up, motherfucker. Like, protect yourself at all times. And it just was sad to see him get caught by a dude who has followed him to the UFC. Being a big motherfucker, by the way. Pereira, I had no idea it was that big. And he's good, but you know, Izzy had him beat. 
Same as that kickboxing shit, that fight. Fuck all that bullshit. This was more finessed. Izzy was up three rounds to one. The ref stopped it. I just feel like he's the champ. In the same regards, people are like, no, 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 you can't let him go out like that. No, 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 you can. Let him take him the fuck out. There was a short amount of time left. I think somehow, some way, Izzy could have fucking pulled it out. He was dizzy, he was woozy, but there could have been a way. I'd rather have seen him get cold clocked the fuck out. But you know what, though? He handled the loss with class. There's going to be a rematch. The thing that was so hard about it was Ryder watching it. And you know, Israel's giving Ryder like two lessons in jujitsu. Ryder takes, what, two, three classes a week. And when Izzy comes in town, he sees him. And I just think to Ryder's a little soft, little love, you know, loving boy. He's such a crazy kid, but I think that shit traumatized him. <laughs> just to see his hero get just beaten, it just was fucked up, especially from winning the fucking fight. Just fucked me up, man. But again, man, it's a shame. He's still a champion to me, and, um, you know, it's going to be some shit. By the way, the Floyd Mayweather fight yesterday, I didn't get to watch it. It just, what the fuck are you doing, Floyd? Like, just the whole goofy shit, and Jake Paul's there, and fucking KSI, and then, like, Andrew Tate's there, and just, like, what the fuck is going on there in Dubai? And it's just fucking weird. I don't know, man. I'm, I keep blaming this daylight saving shit. It's just... Got me fucked up. But yeah, this weekend was chill. You know, I kicked it, watched games. Um, Saturday, I went to this place called K1. It's some go-kart racing place. It's kind of a little arcade. They got a little restaurant in there. And it's, they got a little bar. Not really a bar. They got seltzers and beer and shit. But it was uh, London's best friend's birthday. So we went there and chilled. I don't know what the fuck happened Saturday morning, but I was exhausted. I was dead tired. I don't know if it was from playing golf on Friday because it was holiday. I was just fucking out. I passed out. I fell asleep in a fucking race car chair. And all my son's friends' parents were laughing. Nicolette took a picture of me, knocked out. I had to change the fucking, uh, I had to add some oil to my wife's car. I was just doing random ass shit and just, I just fucking fell asleep. But K1 looks like a dope ass place. My kids love it. And it was cool. Um, you know what? Yesterday, I got an electric bike. I already got, forgot the fucking name of the electric bike, but it was like $2,700 electric bike and it is fucking amazing. This is like, this bike quality-wise, all carbon fiber. It has LED screen. It goes up to 45 miles per hour in turbo mode. This thing is like, it's my favorite new toy. And on top of that, you can ride like a regular bike, get your exercise, but then you can just like smash around town. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm carrying a backpack and just get it in. It's just, it's just so fucking convenient. Get some exercise too. You know, I'm trying to get all body parts cracking, but yeah, man, uh, I'm going to make a post about it soon because it's just such a fucking dope thing. I'm going to make a Ben Baller Edition collab with this company. I've already talked to them about it and I'm going to give away a $3,000 bike at the Wash Lord tournament. There's going to be so many different fucking prizes, but that I got to do. I just fucking crazy. If you guys remember, there's this um, Nigerian scammer, fake social media influencer named Hush Puppy. I knew he was capped for the jump and I had said things about it. And he actually replied to me one time and I was like, yo, y'all, y'all don't get it. Y'all don't see this, this all cap. And you know, he got arrested. He got sentenced to 11 years. 50 Cent is going to make a fucking series about it or maybe a documentary. And I just can't wait for that shit to come out. He's been on fire. He's just 50 so fucking good with it, man. It's just fucking amazing. Um, speaking of entertainment, I was supposed to see Wakanda forever 
Black Panther. I was supposed to watch it at five o'clock on Saturday. My kids could not sit through a two hour and 50 minute movie. So I didn't end up watching it. I'm pissed. I would have bought it at home and watched it and loved it because I got a fucking 95 inch screen. But if you guys saw it, I know Jordan saw it. He didn't tell me what the fuck, how the, but you know, I'm hearing mixed reviews. I would say 75% say it was really good. Don't tell me it's better than the first one. I, will, it, I know it's not. I'm sure it could still be really good. Because if the first one was 100, and this movie's better than an 85, 85 is good. This movie can't be 105, 110. It's not. Stop it. It's not even 98. Don't, don't do that to me. But if you did enjoy the movie, leave a comment on the Instagram post right now. If you go to Ben Baller Pod, there's a post up right now, me falling asleep in the chair. Please leave a comment and tell me what you thought about the movie, good or bad. Or give me give me a number out of 100. Rate it, okay? I want to hear your thoughts. Next up, obviously, I tell you guys shit before I tell anybody else anywhere on social media, but today is the 14th, and um, next week, I am going to do a shock drop. I am dropping my gold money counter. This time, for real, the last time. There's, what, 2,000 in existence right now. We're going to drop 1,000. And um, look, people say, oh, you're fucking a resale value. Oh, shit's going back down, blah, blah. Never in history has it ever been sold for 250 or 275. It never went down to that number. Never. I think the lowest I ever saw go for like 450, 500. They're at 1,200 right now. Nobody even knows. But my gold money counter is dropping next week. I'm doing a shock drop. It's going to sell out. I know it will. If you get you can't get one, you can go to IF and Co. on Black Friday. And we're gonna release a few amount there and try to keep some for later. Any of my Ben Baller products are gonna be available at IF and Co. at the Beverly Center. You have to go in person and there'll be a good amount. I'm going to do a very limited amount for my super followers, like I did the sunglasses. This is going to be an amazing fucking Christmas gift. It is just a dope novelty item to have in the house. And this is my most successful, fastest selling item that I've ever had. This shit is fucking crazy. I'm going to give one away to a super follower and, um, you know, go to Twitter. If you don't don't have a Twitter account, create one. I don't give a fuck. And super follow me. And, and, you know, you get a chance to, to get in all the cool shit. But yeah, my gold money counter drops next week. My Master Dynamic gaming headset drops tomorrow. Do not forget. Later on today, I'm going to do a little pre-sale for super followers only. And look, man, let's have a great week. I got some shit going on this week and and I was supposed to head out to Oklahoma this week, but I'm not going to go. I just got too much shit going on and I want to get the golf game right. And I'm just really trying to just relax from the last three, four weeks. It just took everything the fuck out of me. So BTB Army, I love you guys. Thank you so much. And I'm sorry I had to kind of break down some shit, but I want you guys to understand the mindset And when I have so much juggling going on, for me to find balance, the last thing I want is someone who says they support me, but think they can speak out of pocket about someone in my family. I just can't do that. All right? So I want you guys to have a great week. Make it a great week. Guys, if there's something you want to talk about and there's something that's bothering you, I am not a professional therapist or shrink that could help you with it, right? I don't have a lot of, you know, uh, well-rounded advice where I'm not qualified to give that advice, right? I can only tell you guys what works with me. 
could work for you. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. But, you know, there is an email button on um, my Instagram page. If you just click the email stuff, you know, it gets directly to me within like three days. It goes to a filter through obviously my assistant. And they get back to me and let me know if it was something to talk about, whatever. But then, you know, I get to it eventually when I can. So anyways, guys, that's Lakey Lake in the background. That means it's time to go. I will see you guys back on Thursday. We got an interview with this company called True Classic. I got my coaches coming on. Again, Amelia's going to come on, Eastside Golf, um, Chris Ball from Ball Farms. And there's people lined up. I've just been really focusing on giving you guys some, some more shit for the mentals. All right. Love you guys. I will see you on Thursday. Peace. Peace.